Hello and welcome to this edition of What's Next in Dentistry. This is Dr. Mark Sivers, your host, and I look forward to spending time with you as we explore what is going on in our field. I'm really grateful for our sponsor, Leta.com. Check them out at www.laeta.com and see how they can bring you better results, experiences, and return on investment in dentistry. When a hotel is purchased, the new owner typically decides to go in and make some improvements. Oftentimes, those improvements are things that make the hotel look better. So the classic thing to do is, I just bought a new hotel, I'm going to put in a new lobby, and I'm going to spruce it up so that when guests enter, they're really going to be impressed with my new purchase. I would ask you, is that a great idea? And hopefully, you'll be able to see well, no, that's actually very foolish. You should actually sit down with your clients, ask them what's important to them, and then based on what they tell you, then make changes. If a hotel owner were to ask its clients what they wanted, what do you think they would say? I want a great night's sleep, I want a comfortable bed, and I want a quiet room, and I want to be able to relax and wake up refreshed in the morning. Very rarely, if ever, does someone say, I want a new lobby. And so oftentimes as doctors, we start making changes to our practice without asking our patients. Or if we do ask our patients, it's typically our friends and typically the patients that we have known for 50 years, maybe 20, but you get the idea. And they are the ones that are going to say yes to just about anything we say because they want to please us. Come up with a survey of five questions, make them all open-ended, and then sit down and spend the time with these clients figuring out what is important to them. You may say, Dr. Sivers, that's 30 people that I need to interview. And I'm going to say, yes, and that's one of the best investments of time that you could possibly make. And the reason being is it will hopefully prevent you from putting in a new lobby, and hopefully it will get you to put in new beds, quieter rooms, and provide your clients what they want, a better night's sleep. What I did when I purchased my practice in 2008 is I did not survey my customers to figure out what was important to them. What I did do is I say, wow, you know what? We need to have a fancy state-of-the-art practice. Let's put in digital x-ray so that I can impress everyone of how state-of-the-art and how fancy the practice is. My question to you is, what's that all about? Is it about me trying to serve my customers or is it about me trying to look good and me trying to have a fancy dental practice? And I would propose to you that it's actually the latter. And it's embarrassing to say, but that was true. One of the next things I said was, wow, we've got to put in a fancy reception area. And without talking to a single client, I put in a fancy reception area. And sure enough, people said, well, this is nice, but we're having problem with billing. This is a nice, comfortable chair, but I'm only sitting in it for a minute or two, and yet it's really hard to schedule an appointment with your practice. Or, I love the artwork, Dr. Sivers, but I was actually hoping to get painless injections and have a much more quiet dental experience. What I'm suggesting to you is ask, 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 and find out what's important to your clients, because they're likely going to tell you, could you improve the billing process? 
Could you do better at telling me exactly how much I need to pay? Could you prevent surprises coming up in my treatment? And could you make certain that I'm aware of what my financial responsibility is before we begin treatment instead of having there be add-ons and add-ons and add-ons and add-ons that actually make me mad and make me wonder whether you're actually telling the truth or just adding on stuff to do. Question, question, question. Ask people. They will tell you. And you might want to sit down and do this with a couple of people. You'll say, Dr. Sivers, wow, I can't pay to have my practice manager or my lead dental assistant or my lead hygienist just sit down and ask questions. And what I would say to you is you cannot afford to not do it. You will make mistakes. And like me, you'll put in digital x-rays when your clients are actually saying, make it easier to make an appointment. You'll put in a new reception area when your clients are actually saying, can you make it easier to do business? Can you make it easier to do business with you? I want to make sure that my insurance claims are getting submitted properly and that I know exactly how much I owe you. They're not these surprises that are showing up 30 days or 60 days or 90 days later when you find out from the insurance exactly how much they're going to pay. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is to listen to the people that you're working with. So often, they have an opinion, they know what's going on, but as business owners, we don't sit down with them and say, hey, this is a safe environment, I really want to know what you think, I'm not going to penalize you, I'm not going to threaten you, I'm not going to do anything negative, I just want to hear your opinion, and by the way, there's no repercussions for you expressing your opinion. And so my question would be, how many of our team members have opinions, but they're afraid to tell us, or they never get the opportunity to tell us, or what they do tell us falls on deaf ears? I've certainly been guilty of all of those things, and perhaps you have as well. So listen to team members. Let them know that you want to make changes. Let them know that you're interested in their input. And finally, let them know that because they give an opinion doesn't mean it's going to happen. You're trying to understand their perspective. Some of the things they will come up with will be things that you don't believe are important. So one of the things, for example, that one of my team members said was, Dr. Sivers, we don't have enough space to hang up our coats. We don't have enough space to hang up our jackets. We don't have enough space to put all of our belongings in. And I just kind of brushed that off. But then after thinking about it, I thought, wait a minute, this is how they engage with me. This is how they see how respectful I am and how much I want to do to help them. If I can't do these little things that are part of their life that can make a difference and show them I care about them, what are they going to do to show that they care to me? And the reality is they're probably not going to do a whole lot. And so if you're finding resistance in the things that you're trying to implement, you might want to speak to your staff and see what's it like to actually work here? What's it like to conduct your life here? What's it like to have lunch here? And see these little things that are very important to them, but that typically aren't having much of an impact on us because it's likely we don't have lunch or it's likely we have a short lunch and it's at our desk. So take the time to listen to your team. The third thing and final thing I want to talk about is something that may be new to you. 
what we think is often wrong. And what others tell us is often right. Let me give you an example of that. In 2010, I was in the process of hiring new doctors. We had interviewed many dentists, and we had found some people that I liked, and we had found some people that the team liked, and we had found some people that nobody liked. So it was easy to say no to the people that nobody liked, and it was much more challenging to say, maybe my team is onto something, and I should spend more time with the candidates that they're interested in. What happened is, I thought that I knew best. I was the business owner. I had a vision for my company. I knew where we were going, and therefore, it had to be my way. So I regret to tell you, and you may have experienced this yourself, that in retrospect, what my team thought was actually better than I was thinking. Because I was so focused on so many different things, and they knew where I wanted to go, and they knew how to get there, but I didn't trust them, and I didn't understand how well they had understood my vision. So let me be clear. Come up with some guidelines. Come up with some systems and some procedures for hiring people. Ask your team what they think the office needs, not just now, but for the future. Ask your team if they can repeat back to you what your vision is and how the new team member fits into that vision. If they understand your vision and they can repeat it back to you and they have a good sense of where you want to go, then take them on as team members. Take them on as collaborators. Bring them into the hiring process. Bring them into the interview process and ask them their opinion. So often they can see very clearly where you want to go and they can get you there if you will simply empower them and allow them to give an opinion and to give you guidance. Some of the best teams in the world are just that. They are teams and they make the greatest decisions because they're thinking about it from many different perspectives. Some of the greatest struggles that companies have and people have is that they're run effectively by a dictatorship. And you may say, well, I'm a good person. I'm not trying to be a dictator. But nonetheless, it's a unilateral decision that doesn't involve the whole team. Consciously, you may want your team to be part of the decision-making process. But I would ask you, what are your actions actually saying? Subconsciously, what is going on? And what are the facts say? Are they involved? Are they happy to be involved? Do they feel like they have a voice? Do they feel like they're influencing the practice? Do they feel like they're helping you get to achieve the vision that you want? And I would say more times than not, if they were to be surveyed independently outside of your office, they would say, I really don't have a say. Dr. Sivers plays lip service to me, but in reality, he's really not listening to me. He has his own agenda. He's doing his own thing. And I'd love to be a part of his team, but there's just not room for me here, and it's because of him. I hope that you'll begin to think about, wow, maybe I should be doing things a little different, and I should be listening to my clients. Putting in a new hotel lobby is not going to be helpful, but putting in more comfortable beds, giving them quieter rooms, and giving them a better night's sleep, that's really what they want. Bring in your team members. Let them understand what your vision is, and then ask them how they think 
they can help you get to that vision. Let them be part of the hiring process. Let them be part of the implementing the things necessary to help you achieve your vision and achieve your goals. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.